Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw pop-up episode, midweek episode. I'm joined by Ingram Smith of the Nolcast. Ingram, how's it going today? Uh, it's good, man. I'm just reacting to this here in real time with the uh, ACC announcing the 335 model. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I literally was just driving this, uh, looking at this while I was driving in my car, and uh, <laughs> I was going to ask you what your rule on... Uh, you know, using explicit languages, but I, I've got a little bit better feel for this looking <laughs> over it. I, I think it's, you know, I realize you're not going to geopack uh, Clemson, Georgia Tech, Florida State, Miami all into the same four team. Uh, I do think Florida State and Georgia Tech not being in the same pod is very stupid and uh, is a move that the ACC has, has failed to put its two biggest brands in Clemson and Florida State in Atlanta, which is its biggest media market by far. Yeah. Uh, But the ACC stays doing dumb stuff. And, uh, you know, I I think it will be a large part of the reason why the ACC is probably not going to see this contract all the way through. But uh, who knows? That's for speculation for another time. But, uh, you know, there was word that that Alfred wanted – uh, a Boston College or potentially a Syracuse involved in uh, Florida State's grouping. And uh, we talked a little bit about that on the Nolcast a couple weeks ago. I personally would disagree with him. I think that's a little bit of a dated mentality to think that that gives you some significant exposure into, you know, the New York media market or any of the other reasons why people talk about Boston College or Syracuse. But, um, yeah, that's that's what it is, and we can all wrap our head around the idea that you'll be playing Clemson and Miami every year. And uh, I don't, you know, immediately see another "quote unquote" ACC football power with uh, such a pairing when you look at what the you know the model is that we have to work off of. Yeah, we talked about this just before. Um, let me get it where we can still see, you know, what's kind of going on here. But yeah, it certainly have the toughest two opponents right in in Clemson and Miami every year nobody else has um, Florida State in Miami no one else has Florida State in Clemson and we're the only team with like we just mentioned um, Clemson and Miami but obviously you wouldn't give up either one of those games for us kind of you know talking about the ACC giving us maybe the toughest two opponents you're not going to want to lose either one of those from a recruiting from a prime time kind of aspect, are you right? Like you, which one, if, if you had to give one up, I mean, which one are you going with? <laughs> I mean, I, I think Florida state would be fine not playing Clemson every year. I, I really do. I, I think in theory, you'd see them uh, in, in a decent amount enough times in a, in a conference game. And we've obviously yeah. all learned the lessons of, of trying to project what ACC uh, championship conference games will look like and that those don't necessarily come to fruition when it comes to making long-term scheduling decisions. But um, yeah, I don't know that you need Clemson every year to be perfectly honest with you. Um, It's just a, it's just a strange, wonderful grouping. I mean, I do love that UNC gets (laughs) Duke, Virginia and NC state every year. That's lovely. It's good to see the ACC folks continuing to take care of number one. Uh, But it's a, I don't know, man. Just I, I try not to crap all over a conference uh, at times, and then there seems to be times where the conference is more or less uh, out to do that. But if if this really is Florida State's want, and they're you know bending to the request of Alfred and the athletic administration, then maybe I maybe I shouldn't crap all over the conference and I'd rather acknowledge that they're doing what it sounds like Florida State or those at Florida State wanted to be considered. 
So certainly get a little bit of a break playing Syracuse, you would think, right? So as as much as you know, we don't maybe like the geographical side of things. Um, there were some rumors you said, I don't know if I can share this or not, but some rumors off there that maybe uh maybe a team from Raleigh would have been the the common opponent uh in there and certainly prefer Syracuse over that, right? Yeah, there were there was rumors of that, and that made no sense to me other than that then you were letting ABC slash Disney put your scheduling together and you thought, sure. uh, well, if we weren't gonna get the Atlanta market we will at least get the rapidly growing and grow, you know, rapidly growing and significant television market of Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad to see that not come to fruition. That would have been surprising to me, but I had heard a little bit of background chatter about that, and that would have been, um, you know, moronically stupid in my opinion. So uh, glad that didn't come, you know, in that what that that isn't the scheduling model of which we were reviewing on the screen right now. Yeah, how much of and somebody's commenting on it. Just you know, we we mentioned Georgia Tech at the start. I, I tweeted this. I talked to you about this. Do, how much of it do you think had to do with them not wanting to stick Georgia Tech with the toughest two opponents in in the conference in Florida State and Clemson? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's part of it. But uh, you know, I would say that's that's tough, guys. You're you know, we'll let you play your way out of that hole in time. Hopefully, if you're Georgia Tech, but you're. Uh, Atlanta and you know the Georgia Tech Stadium isn't like raucously intimidating or anything like that but it is cool as hell it's one of the more unique atmospheres in college football and putting a a Clemson or a Florida State in downtown Atlanta at eight o'clock on Saturday night's pretty great great way to to put your brand on blast uh so to say and you know the ACC decides to uh Oh, what, play in a building that's named after an air conditioning company that I still don't think has air conditioning. So uh, that's great. We get to play in the big pillow in New York and not Atlanta, Georgia, which obviously I'm biased being from Atlanta. And I, uh, you know, love being able to take Marta and go watch Florida State play football. But, uh, you know, so such is life. Um, any, anything else really big stick out to you? And I'll, uh, I'll go to this as I ask you that. So you can kind of think about it, but, uh, check out Miami's opponents, Boston college and Louisville. Like you knew Miami would keep Florida state. Right. But Miami didn't even keep somebody in the coastal, right? Like they got two, you yeah. know, BC, right. Like who, who cares at all. And then Louisville, right. And you, you'd think they would have kept like Pitt or something because that's been a really fun rivalry over the last couple of years. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but Pitt and Miami, play each other the last game of the year this year in what could be the decider for that uh, for that division. But um, Miami's is really weird to me. Uh, and obviously they're, they're a newer ACC team. They don't have those longstanding rivalries like, right, like Florida State may. But yeah, Miami with Boston College and, and Louisville as their other two is is weird and, you know, pretty easy for, for them as well. Yeah, I think Boston College is probably not all that different than a conversation with that we just had about Syracuse. It puts yeah. them in one of the ACC's biggest markets uh, in theory. Uh, again, that's that's theory that hasn't played itself out or proven itself to be correct over the last 10 or 15 years. But you get that. You get a rather uh, easily you know beatable opponent, at least history would say. Uh, you get the Florida State game that we certainly were pretty confident wasn't going away. And then Louisville, you know, Louisville um, – Man, Louisville could be a program that wins three games a year uh, in five years from now. Louisville could be the class of the conference, in my opinion, five years from now. Louisville's got the biggest floor to ceiling of anybody in the conference. Really hard to predict what they will be, uh, other than the fact that there seems to be, 
you know, prolonged investment in athletics there at a level that is, uh, you know, not affected if Papa John's go, goes on a, you know, bender and ruins himself uh, financially. <laughs> so they seem to have some, you know, secure funding that continues to, uh, you know, push themselves in the direction of trying to beat an elite athletic school. And that, that'd be interesting to see how it turns out. Certainly doing real well on the recruiting trail uh, as of such, which is a pretty poor metric as to what you'll look like for the next five to eight years. But uh, that is a school that could honestly be just about anything. The other big one, the other big takeaway here to me is NC State's schedule. Not too dissimilar from ours. Obviously, I think Miami's a better year-in and year-out opponent than UNC if they can get their act together. But uh, they also have Clemson just like us. And they have a Duke team that, again, kind of going to be about like that Syracuse team a lot of years, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I I like that NC State didn't just get away with not having Clemson or, you right. know. Yeah. NC State ended up with, uh, you know, Virginia there instead of Clemson, and they're going to the ACC championship at, you know, just about yeah. every year. So. Yeah, or they certainly get the, you know, the benefit of the primary schedule, if that were to be the case. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, they, they put them with Clemson. That's turned into a good game, good little recruiting rivalry potential, although obviously, you know, we know what the more – powerful brand and program is there, but uh, NC state was doing, you know, doing their thing and showing a pretty significant commitment to Florida to football, uh, at least for an ACC program. And that's a, that's an interesting schedule from the standpoint that like Duke is not a mandatory pairing there. They didn't, I don't know that that's necessarily like the, you know, them looking to keep some kind of significant geographic rivalry. They do get, you know, two schools that were, are within 35 minutes of their campus, which is nice. And, uh, you know, brings me back to my complaints about Georgia Tech not being on Florida State's schedule, but so be it. When you look at this, is there, I mean, other than Clemson just being kind of the class of the conference right now, you know, I, I think that it's set up for pretty good parity, but I, at the end of the day, think it's going to come down to the games between Florida State. It's going to come down to Florida State, Clemson, NC State, and Miami most years, right? Like how those teams fare against each other. Obviously, the the other five games in conference are going to matter. But do you see anything else that's like, oh, man, this team has a really nice path to maybe get there more often than not? Um, I've got one in mind, but I'll let you answer first. Yeah, mine would be if Virginia Tech gets its house in order. Uh, they've got a pretty favorable grouping here of Wake, Virginia, and Pitt. I mean, uh, they're, they're none of the traditional powers uh, by any means. And if Virginia Tech can ever, you know, get their feet under them and, and – play like the the team that you know 10 years ago most people would have expected to win the coastal uh you know four or five times out of a decade then i think they've got a a very nice grouping here to you know help them get back to that yeah mine i I like virginia tech a lot mine's one of virginia tech's opponents it's it's pit having boston college and syracuse there that they have two pretty you know, two opponents that I think they should take care of a lot of yep. years. No, they're, and they're it's, back it's, in the big East uh, yeah. <laughs> by all in, if, uh, for all intents and purposes. Uh, yeah. as to, they they kept Virginia the old Tech big East together there. If VT doesn't get it together, then I think Pitt could have pretty three pretty favorable opponents, you know, every year. And mm-hmm. if you're, if, if they're rotating year, one year happens to be something like, you know, UNC and Q's, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna wreak havoc and go five and zero in those games and have a great shot to get there. So, all right, I want to look really quickly at Florida State's. Um, I don't want to go through every single year because that just seems you know unnecessary and 
somebody made a comment on here of probably won't even be in the conference that long anyway, but I did want to look at the 2023 schedule when, which I think is pretty interesting. And uh, for all that we kind of know uh, about how tough Florida state's out of conference stuff gets here in the next couple of years, I don't think this 2023 schedule sets up too too poorly for Florida state uh, from a conference perspective. Uh, I think you get the, the the Duke, uh, Virginia Tech, Syracuse at home, Miami at home. I mean that that's got to be three and one worst case, if not four and zero, oh, right? And I think that sets up pretty well. I mean you can't lose to Duke and Syracuse and in Dope Campbell. Um, at worst, you split with Miami and Virginia Tech, but you know get a get a couple things in order, and you really should go kind of four and zero oh there. Um, away, Boston College, Clemson's the tough one. Pitt always a very physical game in Wake Forest. Um, I don't think that sets up terribly, right? No Raleigh trip in there. No trip to Blacksburg. Um, going on the road to Clemson is is tough. Playing Clemson at home is tough. So I, I don't know that that really matters too much. Uh, you get your biggest rival at home. You don't have to go to BC or something crazy like that. So thoughts uh, quickly on Florida State's 2023 kind of grouping? Yeah, historically, I would say, you know, I'd like to avoid a, a mid uh November game with BC, but that wasn't really a problem last year for Florida State. It was one of the better performances that I've seen from them in in quite a while. Uh, I would, you know, same for Pitt. I'd like to not play them in November up there uh, if at all possible. But no, that's that's a. I completely agree with you that that sets up to be a, a pretty favorable in conference schedule. And you're right to point out that you know Florida State needs all the favorable in-conference scheduling that it can get based off what it's done to itself in, in the out-of-conference uh, scheduling and, and what a athletic program has uh, needed to do to secure a couple extra financial commitments uh, as far as how they've handled scheduling over the last five years or so. The reminder that Florida State's out-of-conference schedule next year is probably one of the easier ones that they'll have considering who's coming up in 2024, 25, 26. Um, that 26 schedule is murder's row, but we uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Uh, LSU in Orlando, uh, Southern Miss, North Alabama, and Florida. Florida on the road, um, but you've got a you know a coin flip rivalry game at the end, uh, home ish game against LSU next year, and then a couple that you know you certainly don't expect a loss against Southern Miss or North Alabama. I guess nothing's certain after last year, but yes. Um, I think the schedule sets up pretty favorably next year, you know, I, with again, getting Duke Clemson, Virginia tech. I don't expect to be back by then. I think that, you know, Van Dyke, hopefully gone. We'll see who they replace him with. I, I like the 23 schedule. I mean, we, we talk about, you know, Mike needs to get to seven, eight wins this year would need to increase that next year. If he's able to looking at nine, 10 wins. I think that's doable with the schedule that you're going to have in 2023. I'm not going to, go out on a limb and predict nine, 10 wins just yet, but certainly like this better than what could have been certainly uh, when you look at 2023. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. You know, we've, we've all talked about what this year will mean and where he needs to get to and, you know, whether or not that includes a bowl game win, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, you're right. This is, you know, 2023 is uh is a year in which I realized the vast majority of the fan base or a, a portion of the fan base is made up its mind on, on Mike. But uh, you know, for the, the more macro view of the program, you really need this to stick uh, and work at least for the next couple of years to continue to build upon this foundation, not have to start over at zero again and, 
incur all the recruiting, um, you know, all the recruiting complications that come from starting over and trying to operate off an early signing period and all, all discussion that's been had by many parties previously. Uh, so yeah, if 2023 really ends up being the, you know, the prove it to me year, the prove it to me year where we win nine regular season games or something like that, uh, as an expectation from the athletic department, then I think you're right. You could have certainly had a much uh, tougher, you know, road to try to navigate than than what we're looking at right now on the screen. I guess the other side of that, and not to go the super negative way, but the other side of that is if it happened to kind of go off the rails this year, and we do have to kind of start things over. It's not a terrible first year schedule for somebody coming in either. Um, you know, could just like I think it'll be kind of nice for Mike in 2023 and the team, you know, you don't have somebody walking in in 2026 when you play Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, Florida, and Miami all in the same year. So uh, it could be worse. Uh, so, yeah, I like the 23 schedule. I think it's very early to go to 24. Hopefully we're out of here by then. But, uh, yeah, I think I think 23 sets up fairly nicely. So um, any other overall thoughts on the ACC, the conference? Just want to do this quickly, get your thoughts, share some thoughts, and get out of here. If you guys are watching this, we've got a good good number of live viewers. If you can hit the – Hit the subscribe button. Hit the share button. We're going to try and do more pop-ups here on uh, Double Fries No Slaw with people that you actually value their opinion, like Sonone and Ingram and, and stuff like that. So um, hit the subscribe button. We certainly would appreciate it. Hit the share button. But uh, what? any other thoughts, Ingram, before we get out of here? From a selfish perspective, if it was either Syracuse or Boston College, I really wish it would have been Boston College just because that's a, such a better place to visit than, than you know, Boston State, amazing. New York. But, <laughs> uh, you know, so be it. So be it. If it's uh, if it's what Florida State asked for and the ACC acquiesced, then I can't really be mad at the conference. Uh, I, I certainly don't see some of the uh, thought that they've put into pairing in the past. And I've made my you know skepticism about some of what we've talked about clear earlier. But uh, it's interesting. It'll it'll be you know fun to see how this happens. And and what it does mean is that it it means that uh, you know not versus currently because you're not going to be playing Boston College every year, but you will see Boston, uh, you will see Charlottesville. You know, we are going to see some of these places more frequently. And if you're one of these fans that loves to go on the road and go to, you know, cool spots, then, you know, that will certainly be much more accessible with this scheduling model where you have a degree of rotation that you just were never going to have with the current Atlantic and coastal structure. So I think it's a good move. I personally think that we're just rearranging the deck chairs of the Titanic when it comes to this conference from a 10 to 15 year uh, projection, but you know, that's for another time. Uh, but uh, it'll be interesting to see what this looks like. And I certainly welcome uh, a, a greater sampling of the conference, whether it be that you've traveled away games or not. Yeah. The one, uh, the one thing I didn't mention is, you know, we kind of always look at, what our rivals have to Miami's schedule in 2023. We talked about how, how ours sets up maybe somewhat favorably. Miami has to go to BC. Hopefully that's kind of a late year game uh, to Raleigh, to Florida state, to Chapel Hill. They also get uh, Louisville and Clemson at home. Um, mm. So as, as you know, don't, don't hate to see that either with uh, no. most likely losing their quarterback to the draft um, again. They'll, they'll reload and replace, but uh, I, I like how that sets up for them. So, hey, thank you guys for hanging out. Quick shout out to the sponsors, Guthrie's, Garnet and Gold, and Gramco. You can use code um, NOSLAW when you're at garnetandgold.com. You can use 
DFNS25 at thegramco.com and make sure you get your gut box double fries, no slaw. Ingram, thank you for hanging out. Tell the people Yo, about the cast when you guys are when you guys are recording next. Uh, we recorded on Sunday night. Uh, Bud is actually out at Elite Eleven now, so we'll have a, a Elite Eleven recap here pretty quickly. I imagine probably Wednesday or Thursday, and I'm real interested to see what uh, you know. Florida State has a disproportional involvement based off what the record's been the past three years with how many quarter kids are out there. And uh, I mentioned this on the past cast. I will, you know, pay more attention to this, and will be more interested in the Elite Eleven results than I have been in a, in a long time. So interested and, and curious to get his opinion as to what the landscape looks like out there. Cool. You guys go check out the Nolcast. Follow Ingram on social media if you can. If you watched, if you listened, hit subscribe. We appreciate it. Interact with us on social media. We will be back. Um, we actually have another pop-up coming tomorrow. So stay tuned for tomorrow's pop-up. I'm working this week, uh, Ingram. So thank you guys for hanging out. See you next time and go Noles. <laughs>